Welcome to the Game On Podcast. Money! 2-0! That's my opinion. I didn't think Watford were going to be this bad. A second for Tammy Abram. Hey guys, welcome to the Game On Podcast. Uh, actually, pretty exciting week of uh, football this past weekend. And going to do a little overview of the two games that we thought were the standout games, Manchester City versus Chelsea and uh, Sheffield United versus Manchester United. I am joined by the very, very cold JB, who's in his car. Good evening. Yes, I'm sitting in my car, so I'm, I mean, I can talk properly and not wake anyone up. The sacrifices I make to do this podcast, right? Such sacrifices. And we're also joined by sometimes Sky Sports announcer, Dan. Hi, dear. Hi. Dan, that wasn't Jim White. We were discussing this. you got to be more Jim White. <laughs> I have got Come to on. be any, I can be anyone I want, I would. Not be Jim White. He, Come on, Dan. You got to be Jim White. Jim White on transfer deadline day. Come on. <laughs> oh no? yeah, we're gonna get this done. Okay. Well, uh, City and Chelsea were the Saturday game, so we'll start with them. Do we have to? You put my downer in my mood now. Oh, am I bumming you out? I'm sorry. Oh. Uh. But it was, is, he, it was, is, he, is he though? Is he? Is he sorry? No, no, he isn't. He isn't. Of he's not. We lost. We we yeah. lost, and he isn't sorry that we lost. Boom, and do you know what? And, and do you know what, Dan? It's all your fault. You've been widening him up for weeks, and now he's taking yeah. the first opportunity to have a go back. It's your fault. I've been widening him up for weeks. I've been just saying what's been true. To, that's been everyone's on everyone's minds. What's scared to say to him? No, no, not really, because everyone is saying to me to my face, so I don't know what the hell you think you're talking about. Everyone's been saying it. To be fair to Chelsea, they started the game pretty well. Unfortunately for Chelsea, they scored too soon, because as soon as Conte scored the goal, uh, Manchester City turned on, and after that, it was basically all Manchester City for that first half. Yeah, I think the goal woke him up. Listen, how many times has it been said on this podcast? Man City's problem at the moment is they seem complacent. And until they get the kick up the jacksey, then they're, they're just sort of plodding along thinking they're going to win every game. And when we took the lead, that's when they started. You think Man... I, I think Man City are in a, are in a struggle, struggle of their own with that defence. It's the only thing that's keeping away. I think Guardiola can't play any other way than the way he has, and he ends up getting defaulted into a situation. And until he gets money, until it, until January arrives, he won't be able to resolve that defensive issue. Yeah, it's still going to be difficult. As, as I said, like, not, was it last week, the week before, if they want to go for a top class defender, who's going to go to them if they're in the Champions League or Europa team? Yeah, that's the thing, is that it's going to be a bit hard. Is that the only thing? Is that if you're Man City, you've got to be looking at 
Europa League teams and Paradoxy, who's the pretty much best, pretty much the best central defender that's been in Europa League, and maybe you're just nabbing one of nabbing one of those. No, there's there's no more cup ties for that, so they can choose a Champions League team player. It's just if you're like I saw that they were linked to um, Titi from Barcelona. And if you're from playing for Barcelona, are you going to turn around and go, yeah, I'm going to go to Manchester City? Oh, thank you. Claudio Bravo did, didn't they? Well, yeah, but he was already on the outs at Barcelona. thing is, though, money speaks to a hell of a lot more and being in a higher league than La Liga speaks to a hell of a lot much more volumes. And I also think, I don't really think Umtiti would be good for them because he's been plagued with injuries since he went to Barcelona. It's just, I mean, he's rated very highly, but he never plays because he's injured. Not not being used right, not getting the best out of him. How can you use him when he's injured? <laughs> when he is being played, he's not being used in the correct way, which makes causes injury. I mean, the one thing that you notice, if you're looking at a comparison between supposedly the top two teams in the country, and Liverpool are one, one of them, definitely. I, it pains me to say that Liverpool are the best team in the country at the moment. And the other one is meant to be Man City, but if you look at team spirit, there's a gulf. There's, there's a massive difference between the two. Oh, yeah, there's no team spirit with Manchester City. No, I mean, let's be honest, it's the same thing Chelsea had in, at the beginning, where it was big money players, and they were all individuals. We were lucky. We had Jose, who, like him or hate him, he could put a team together when he had the opportunity. Pep's always had ready-built teams. So, that's what I think the big, the big problem is. They've got not big money players, but not big money teams. No, and he Pep needs Pep needs Messi. He needs Busquets. He needs a lot of the key Barcelona men to be able to go as far in the Champions League as City would like to go, which is why he hasn't. And he hasn't since. I mean, the Bayern squad he inherited was amazing, and he couldn't do it with them either. No, that's why. Bayern team won the uh, Champions League. Then Pep went to them after, and mm-hmm. I just think is that if Pep doesn't do it this year at City with uh, the champ get win the Champions League, I think he might. End, I think he might end up going. To be to be all honest, yeah, especially if Liverpool win the league. I mean, if Liverpool win the league and they don't make it further at least to the final in the Champions League, then Pep has to go because that's City's bread and butter. Well, that's what, that's what, that's what they bought him in for. Pure yeah. simple. So, who knows? But, I mean, the, the second half of the game was a little more even, I thought, between the two teams. Um, the problem, I think the problem is, is that I think we showed a little bit too much of ourselves in that whole entire first and second half. 
I think the players, I think I, I think the Chelsea players shown themselves out too much, which exposed us a little bit. Well, you guys had you had this problem at the start of the season too, where you would play really well for one half, and then the second half you would you'd have spurts where you were good, but mostly you kind of petered out a bit, and it looked more like that. We had that last season as well. We always know if we were only a goal up at half time, we were in trouble. Happened last season, but almost every game we come out in the first ten minutes, we had it where the other team was scoring two in the first ten minutes of the second half. That's not a new thing, but it's 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 got better this season, believe me. But no, just I, th- I just think this Man City went and they just sort of uh, did enough. When you look at the stats, the stats are all fairly even. Yeah, um, ball possession, uh, 53% to Chelsea. Uh, City had 15 attempts at goal. Only four of those were on goal. Uh, Chelsea had two on goal. Uh, Both of those were in the first half. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the second half, I kind of stopped paying attention because it was really just back and forth with no real... But there was, it wasn't like, ooh, someone's going to score soon. It, you just didn't feel it anymore. But it was it was entertaining. thing is, though, you look at us compared to Man City, is that we're just like, we're with our team compared to theirs, we're like two years behind on what City's is. Being that's been all totally honest, two years. We need maybe one or two transfer windows in order to not only look at our, look at youth that's possibly coming through, but also to look at the players that we can get in order to bring into this side. And I think then we're ready to be on the same level as the, like, with, which I hate saying this, the likes of Liverpool and City. Yeah, but I wouldn't want too much change personally. I mean, let's be honest, there's all the silly talk where Chelsea were going to have four or five hundred million because we didn't spend out on this transfer window and all this sort of stuff. And there was talks of Neymar and all that. Jesus Christ, you wouldn't want him. Look at how he played this evening. As people may realise, we're recording this after the Tuesday Champions League games. And Neymar, I was watching uh, the BT Sport goals thing, no same when Neymar came on, he was just ruining the game for everyone else. The problem is yeah. we don't want some big time Charlie coming and upsetting everything. We've got a close team. I'd say our team spirits up there with Liverpool's, but it's, and we don't want anything breaking that. Well, the players that I've heard that's obviously been linked to us are Ben Chilwell, Wilfred Zaha, and Timo Werner. Yeah, I mean, it was talking about Sancho as well. Well, Sancho's being leaked to everybody right now. <laughs> yeah. So is Werner, because Werner, um, his contract is up at the end of the year, so he's free to sign, I think, with whoever in January. Yeah. Well, so he's linked to everybody, too. Well, I just hope it's not too many. I can see the need for um, a left-back. I can see the need for a winger. Because William and Pedro are getting on a bit now in footballing terms. They're way younger than me, but they're getting on in footballing terms. But so, Wilfred, 
but Wilfred Zaha? No. 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 That one makes me laugh. <laughs> we signed Wilfred. We signed Wilfred Zaha. We'll be just turning into another man. We'll be turning into like Manchester United. Ooh, it doesn't even make sense. We'll be no, going just... by signing him. Or we'll be going back instead of going forward. I think he's like Erickson. He has like two or three really great games and you're going like, wow, look at this guy. He's a player. And then he sucks for like the next 10. And everybody's like, no, no, he's a really great player. And you're like, but he sucks right now. He loses focus. Both of those players lose focus and they, and they stop delivering. That's the problem with them players so you need well, to pick you need to pick and choose is that when they play and I think I can't lie to you Lampard the one thing is he has got right so far is he's that for example with Christian Pulisic he's that he picked and choose chose and when to play him and he's done for he's done really well yeah but Pulisic is a humble kid uh I mean, every time I've seen an interview with him, he's just, he seems like the nicest guy. So there's, I mean, it's its kind of like Marcus Rashford having to play on the wing when he would rather play as a striker or vice versa. It's like, you know, they're nice kids. They're going to do that because they're nice kids and they just want to play. They don't really, so long as they get to play, they're happy. Mm. I, I, can, I, I can say that. Gonna, I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna put you now. Where do you think uh, Chelsea and City will finish this season? Oh, see, it's hard. I don't like making the where people people possibly end up until the end, like around the end of the December games, because after that close run in, there's a better judge of the where the table is. But I, I think City. Oh, if they get a center back, they could climb back up. Will Liverpool drop enough points for City to make up? I don't know, because right now it doesn't look likely. But on the other hand, Liverpool are about to be really stressed. So it's it's possible. Chelsea, I see. I can see you guys taking a dip in the December games, especially because of how kind of small your squad is. And then, and if any injuries come up, then you're kind of screwed. JB, what do you think, mate? I reckon City will finish second, Chelsea will finish third. I do, I do think we will have a, a, every team has a run where they, they lose a couple of games. I don't think we've got that smaller squad. Because we've got cover in every position. Yeah, uh, you are right. We have got cover in every single position. And I mean, look at the players that are, that, no, we got okay. We're not going to mention Ross Barkley because he's one of these players that can have a player blind on one week and he's another one and play ten crap ones. But you know we've got you know Williams a decent player, Pedro's a good player. We can bring them in, Pulisic and Hudson Odoi on the wings. We've got enough midfielders. We've got uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek to come back. Um, there's choice between Mount, Kante, everyone else. You can look at the defence. You've got Alonso and Edison on one side. 
that's been quite well Reese James on the right. You've got Christiansen in the middle. Uh, Rudiger apparently is um, his in, his injury sort of injury free, but he needs to build his fitness up again. But he, that's the reason he didn't he's not got on to uh, Valencia tomorrow night because he's it's purely down to fitness. So he's more days days or a couple of weeks apparently just to build his fitness up. We've got players, We've got tons of them. But you know, it's uh, every team has a dip. It could be two, three games where they could lose two or three in a row. You see the other team, so who knows what'll happen. But I think we'll finish third. What okay. do you think, Dan? I think I think the way we're going, uh, I think we're going to finish fourth. I think Leicester being Leicester being too much of a handful for teams in the they're getting the jobs done they're getting the job done and they're doing it with, with a bit of a little bit of a fashion if you if you get what I mean and City well City City so all they need is that defender and they'll be pretty much fighting back up there with Liverpool for first but now I think City will end up being second. Don't forget, City do not have Aguero for at least past the Manchester Derby, possibly longer. They're saying it's a groin injury, so who knows how long that will keep them out. They've got Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, they do. 22, 23-year-old, one of the most promising young strikers. He he could could easily step up to Aguero's position. He he does really... He didn't play the best tonight. I mean, he did start the goal, but he didn't. He did start Man City's goal, but he didn't look the best tonight. But a player that, yeah, a couple of years ago, you said was keeping Aguero out or trying to keep Aguero out the side. He was meant to be that good. But at the moment, he's he's not to fall. Maybe he doesn't just need a few games. But you know, I'm not so sure. That is a loss, but I just think they've got enough. I think they'll still finish second. All right, so the next game was the only Sunday game. Uh, Sheffield United versus Manchester United. Uh, game ended 3-3, thanks to uh, three United goals in seven minutes, which greatly improved my day. Before that, it was a little gloom and doom. Ah, uh, It was, to be fair, even when we were losing, which was until the... Uh, 77th minute. It was a very entertaining game because it was very back and forth, both sides making mistakes, both I mean, Phil Jones had one of the worst performances I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of bad Phil Jones performances. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, when I saw he was on the score sheet, I was like, we're definitely conceding today. And... I don't think it's entirely Phil's fault. He was playing on the left of the back three, and our left wing back was Brandon Williams, who is very young and new to the team and an academy kid. So no one is going to be – I'm not going to put the pressure on him, though. I'm going to blame Phil because Phil made quite a few mistakes leading up to the goals. Uh, But Brandon redeemed himself by getting his first goal. In a United shirt. So I will forgive him completely. And then Mason got his first Premier League goal, which was awesome. 
and Rashi made it three. And of course we had to concede again. Couldn't hold on to the win, but, uh, I was just thrilled to see the fight because that's the sort of fight you see in teams that are, that are older and a little more mature and together and know what they're doing and have played together for a while versus our team was really young and inexperienced and aren't all used to playing together. And so for that, I'm very, I was very proud of them. Yeah, I've got to be honest, I was pleased to see the fight as well. When you, you've gone two net up, you can see three goals in seven minutes. You still got the fight to go out there and get an equaliser. I was very pleased to see that, to be honest. So. <laughs> I find it, it was a funny game. From what I've seen of it and the highlights and that, it's embarrassing to see that type of game. United, well, sorry, Manchester United are really embarrassing themselves now. They're in a position where they had greater, greater players, and they're getting knocked over by they're getting knocked over by these smaller clubs. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for Manchester United. Dan, we have no midfielders. All of them are in. All the good ones are injured. (laughs) So. So you don't have any good midfielders. You've got a, like a 15 million rated uh, midfielder in Fred. You've got Andres Pereira playing. So that's, you can't use that excuse. Well, I don't personally rate Fred. And Andres has been playing on the wing for so long. I think he's forgot how to play central midfield because every time I see him on the pitch in midfield, he's off to the right. He's more far out wide than our wing back was. I think the funny thing you've said there is that he's forgot uh, forgot to hide, forgotten how to play football. I think every single Manchester United player has forgotten to play football. Of course you do, Dan. Believe that. Don't get wrong. I, I don't know. I just, listen, I, I, I know. I know. I'm dying to say really bad stuff about Man United as well. I don't like them either. But you can't say all of their players. I mean, Daniel James has been pretty decent. Calvin, you you obviously watch him a lot more than I do. Rashford's been been in the goals. Mm-hmm. So Martial. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know what you say about Phil Jones because you even said it to said it to us on Amino. As soon as you saw Phil Jones, you knew there was going to be problems. I don't, I'm on I'm actually on a, a website where it gives players ratings based on their play, what, how many passes completed. It gives a rating out of 10, and Phil Jones got the lowest one for Man United on 6.3. So, yeah, I think but, uh, somebody gave him a 1 out of 10, and I was like, it's not wrong, unfortunately. Like, I want to defend him because he's a Manchester United player, and I always want to defend my players, but you can't def- I, I could not defend him in that first half. He was, just, he was, it was so bad. I mean, you look at the stats on the, on the game, the first half, Sheffield United, seven shots on goal, five on target, Manchester United, one shot on goal, which was on target. It's just the second half they came back and it was ten shots to five, four to three on target. You know, it's, they, they seem to do better in the second half, but you know, it's, they, shouldn't, they shouldn't be... You said about the fight. Yeah, there was the fight to get those three goals. Once they get one, they're lifted, everything else. But then to concede a goal in the last minute. Just just curious. Was that the one where 
there was a lot of talk on Twitter about, oh, it should have been disallowed for handball. Uh, remember. They hit him on the shoulder or something. I don't remember exactly, to be honest. It's very, I, I, the goals went in so fast you almost spun them, but with the last goal, I don't think it came off of anyone's shoulder. It was a really, really bad defensive error. Oh, fair enough. You can tell I didn't watch much of the game. I just you know, saw yeah. bits and pieces on Twitter. So, but yeah, to be, I mean, to go 2 0 down to a newly promoted team, this is Man United. That shouldn't be happening. I'll agree with Dan on that. But on your, you know, to get three goals in seven minutes does show there's something about this Man United self. But the well, point is they're not, they're not showing it enough. I've got a question to ask them. Do United, oh, Dan, Dan's got a question. This could be good. <laughs> Do United need a change of formation and playing style? What we need is a midfielder. We were playing with Pogba and Scott. We were doing well. Pogba got injured. Okay, Scott's playing. We're bringing in Fred, which is not working all that well. But Fred was starting to come good. And then Scott got injured. And now we have the two of our shortest players playing in midfield against Giants. Yeah, I've just got this up with the players that were out for Man United. Bailey, Fosu, Mensah, McTominay, Pogba, Rojo, Dalek, Matic, Shaw, and Axel. I won't say Sermon. But they were all out for Man United. Yeah, we're we're still coming out of our injury. Uh, Fosu Mensa had in, had surgery, so he's recovering from that. Shaw is in the Europa League squad, so that bodes well. Even if Ollie only plays him for like fifteen minutes, I'm just happy to see him back yeah, because we need a lot back. Yeah, it does say four of them were doubtful. There's a difference. The five of them said they were out and forward doubtful which means they can't be far from the return yeah um, he said that Ac- Ac- Axel played obviously so Axel's doing better um, but it's it's just we it's not just that we're getting hit with injuries it's that we keep getting hit with injuries with players that are playing well Shaw was playing well he got injured Marshall was playing well he got injured Pogba was playing well he got injured it's just like the, I'm telling you, Sir Alex broke a, all the mirrors at Old Trafford. That's the only explanation. Well, either that or he's doing it when he turns up to watch the games. No, but I did like seeing him photographed uh, having a go at Ed, and I really hope that he turned to Ed and said, give him the fucking money to do something. Ed's yeah. too cheap. From what I've from what I've seen is that the the front three doesn't don't seem too bad. Daniel James, uh, Martial, and Rashford they don't seem too bad as a, a partnership there. But it's that midfield and defence. It's all confused, and I think it, it gets choppy and changey every single week. And I think that's the reason why I don't think Manchester United had that uh, philosophy. At their own, their, their philosophy at the minute. Well, it's 
we keep getting injured in those positions. So it's every time we get a consistent run out with the with a partnership, then somebody gets injured. And it's just, you know, if I was Ollie, I would imagine he's probably banging his head against the wall sometimes going, how many more injuries can we get? Seriously. Is that Ollie's fault, though, do you reckon, that these injuries are built up? Because it's got to be sorted out to do with his training regime. I know, so yeah. it can be, I know there's a bit of bad luck towards injuries, because obviously injuries do happen. But to have that amount of many injuries, is it? Is, is it Ollie's training regime? Is it the way he's playing him in the game that's causing that to happen? Mourinho had a lot of the same injury problems with the same players. And with that, he was very – and so it's – I don't I don't think it's that Ollie and uh, Mourinho wasn't making them train very hard at all. So I think that in, last year you could say when Herrera and Maddich and everyone else was getting injured after that great run of games – that was because that they were unfit and Ollie was making them train and making them run. How dare he monster. Uh, but this season, you look at the players that are being injured. A lot of it seems to be players that have been injured in the past. And that I, I would, I would just say that a lot of them are just injury prone. Rojo as an example, Jones as an example. Um, Shaw is definitely an example. I just think, do you, is there players that needs to be gone as well from your club? Oh yes, there's, there's he, Ollie needs. I think I saw somebody on Twitter said, you know, Manchester United needs three transfer windows, not for Ollie to buy the players we need, but for Ollie to get rid of the players we don't. And I completely agree with that. And I think that's, I mean, we started to see that this summer with him getting rid of players. And he, uh, it's just, he has a lot to bring in, of course, if Ed will give him the money, which I would love Ed to do, but Ed is a stubborn asshole. And, it, I mean, you're not going to win any Premier Leagues with Rojo and Jones in defense. It's just, Rojo's like, not far from a red card ever. And if he's not giving a red card, I remember one game he came on, about five minutes later he conceded a free kick, and the other team scored and won. So that's Margot's Rojo in a nutshell, really. Okay, Calvin, I'm going to put you on a bit of the spot here. You've got the tra- You've just been given the transfer kitty to go and spend on the players that you that you think United need in order to turn this to turn it around. Not getting rid of Ollie, keeping Ollie at keeping Ollie at the wheel. You're you're being given the money instead just to help him. What would you do? And who would you get? Oh, uh, we need I would say get uh left back. There's a few that are pretty good. Chilwell's pretty good, but I don't really think that he's re- quite ready for the jump up. Uh but for sure, we need a left back. A right back, I'm pretty settled with and fine with. But we need a def- we need a midfielder that is willing to go forward, but is much more of a box to box because I don't really think we have that right now. Scotty wants to go more upfield, and Pog was going to be the same when he returns, and so we need that. So you and I would probably do it. We would definitely. I would. I would go for uh, Werner from. Uh, Leipzig, 
He's a quality striker. He seems like something we, someone we could get. And he is, I think he'd have fun playing with Daniel James whipping crosses in. Yeah. So that's three players that United, United need, in your opinion. Uh, yeah. Do you reckon you need backup, like, for the back, uh, for, obviously, you, for your, like, say, like, you've got the likes of uh, Daniel James, Rashford, they're automatic starters, but would you, do you reckon you need backup for them, or? We do, we'd have to, I would sell Mata, I love Mata, it makes me sad when I have to sell Mata, but I, I would sell Mata in a heartbeat, because he's just, his legs are gone, his legs have been gone, and Seeing him lately, he's just all of the younger players seem to be on the same tempo of the game, and he when he gets put on, it's like he's playing a different. Everyone's playing rock music, and he's coming on playing techno. I kind of get what you mean with uh, matter because when I seen it at Chelsea, is that the one thing that uh, one matter has got is that he can slow the game down, but in an instance when he's controlling the game, he's he can speed it up and get the get get the goals happening. So I can see he, he's a focal type of player where the, the game needs to be around him, which I think at a club like Manchester United, it really you you need to rely on everyone in order to be able to be to be that team. And he gets he gets pushed off the ball too easily. I mean, when he first came to United from Chelsea, he was getting his elbows in, and yeah, he's small, but that gives you you know. You're smaller. Hey, you can just elbow somebody right in the gut. Nobody's looking. And he he was doing that, but as he's got older and he's getting slower, and I, he was never that fast to begin with. And it's just he he's 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 done. I think. Last his spark uh, from what I can say. I, I think he I think he's someone who's already looking at his coaching badges. You know, like he's going. You know, I don't have that much. Time left. I'm going to keep my paycheck, and I think I might end up being a coach. I can see him end up retire, retiring back in Spain somewhere. But I think three, so. Three, maybe four players are needed. Yeah, for sure needed. I I don't mind. I think Lindelof had a had a bad start to the season, which uh, that can happen to anybody. I'm not going to be like, oh, he should never play for United again. Uh, we do need a center back, though, that is more sturdy, because all of ours seem to get injured all the time, and that's been a problem since Sir Alex's days. It's just we don't seem to know how to buy a center back that doesn't get hurt. See, that if you had the center back partnership of Bailly, Lindelof, and Maguire, I think that actually looks very, very strong. Instead of having a two-man center back with Maguire and either one of those two, keep have them free. And I think United have got some really good, strong solidity there. Yeah, I agree. I even think uh, Axel Tronzebe, I think he could be that. He was the third for several of our matches where Ali played through at the back and we won. But that also helps that Axel is also, for the youth teams, he would often play as right back because we didn't have any. So he can yeah. play both positions. And that helps when you're playing in a back three to play more than one of those positions. Well, I remember uh, Ivanovic um, when he was at when he was at Chelsea, uh, right back, but he could also play centre back. 
And what was useful about Ivanovic was that when he was put into that right centre back role, he knows what the right right, right, the, right the wing back is, the right wing back is going to do, and he can actually help with that play. So, two, if you're saying two and Zabi, obviously being a, can play right back, but also play centre back, you definitely definitely worth taking the shot on him with Maguire or definitely Maguire, but either Lindelof or Bailly playing in the game. Because yeah. do you think uh, Williams needs a bit more? No. I'm not going to say he does. He needs a lot much more support than having Phil Jones behind him as the left centre back. Yeah, I think that contributed to Phil's bad game was he was having to go out wide left a lot. And I mean, Fred was doing quite a fair bit of defensive work on that, which is why we didn't get a shot on goal in the first half because Fred was too defensive. But he had to be because he had to cover for Brandon, who's kind of getting found out a little bit. But. Do you think yeah. if Do you think if uh, Brand, do you think if Williams had that centre back behind him that had that knew a bit, he could be a bit much more expressive going forward and maybe even help at the attack. Like, I know he's I know he scored, but do you think he could help out a lot much more? I think he could. I think it, you know it's hard because we Sheffield United came at us really aggressively and really strongly, and the games Brandon has played in prior have mostly been. Europa League, where teams are sitting back and inviting us to press them. So that was a new experience, I think, for him. From what I've seen of the highlights of Sheffield United when they played, is that it reminded me of that, I think it was when Newcastle United played you at uh, St. James's. And it seems as that you be aggressive against Manchester United. Manchester United will, will fold. And I think Sheffield United went into that game with that Oh, we're gonna have a go. You. It worked. It worked. Got two goals. Got two goals. And obviously Manchester United had that brilliance of a, a brilliance of a comeback. But then to just lose it in that thing, I think it just. I think this game just typifies what Manchester United are going through, and what Sheffield United are trying to uh, impose themselves on the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, Sheffield United have been sublime this season, and they deserve, even when they've lost, they've played well. So I think, you know, you can't really underscore. Yes, they've, they're newly promoted, but that's like saying Wolves last season when Wolves were killing it. That's time. But Wolves killed it last season. Sheffield United are killing it this season. That's just kind of their thing. All right, we are now joined by Tracy, who really couldn't resist doing predictions this week. Because I'm really, really good at them, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I just point out, top, top of the Super 6, what can I say? Uh, six points clear, I think I am now. <laughs> yeah, I missed a week, otherwise you wouldn't be. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, what's your name? What's your name? Wilson? Yeah, I missed 10 weeks. It was really only one. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay. Uh, here we go now. Uh, Newcast- first game on Saturday is uh, Newcastle versus Manchester City. Okay. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Do you know what? I'll throw my hat in first. So, Newcastle nil, Manchester City three. Oh, I was close to that. I said Newcastle 1, purely because they're at home. Man City 3. 
you know, a bit worried by Dan throwing his hat in the ring, being from Bram, I thought it'd be a cap, but, um... Peaky Blinders one. Honestly, I said this uh, when we were chatting beforehand, I've just finished watching the whole lot. I've just finished series <laughs> five. A weird ending. But anyway, um, I reckon, because of the Club Champions League tonight, I reckon Newcastle, Neil Manson 2. Oh, oh, Newcastle, Steve Bruce, why do you do this to me? Uh, I'm going to go Newcastle 1, but yeah, I think City are going to smash him with three goals. Yeah, they really didn't do very low last night. No, they were terrible against Aston Villa. And Steve Bruce isn't high on the list of managers to be sacked, so I don't think they're going to put in a great performance until he is. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll, Man, Man City tonight weren't very good either. No. But then they uh, qualified. All right, the next game is, oh, ooh, I didn't realize Palace had lost that many games in a row. All right, the next game is Burnley versus Palace. Uh, Trace, what do you think? Well, I did actually toy over this one because I figured it would be a draw, which it probably now will be because I've completely changed my mind and thought Burnley's just going to nick it 2-1. Um, JB? Um, I think this one is going to be 3-0 Burnley. Oh, yeah, Burnley have got a very good home record so far. Won four out of six. So, I reckon they'll win this 3-0. Mm. What say you, Dan? Going to be one of the most boring Premier League games I reckon we're going to see. And it's going to be 1-1. Wow, I don't even think Burnley have been like that boring, personally. But they keep surprising me. No, I, I I don't know. I I think actually they're in a pretty good run of form. I think they'll do well. I think Palace are in a shit performance streak lately, and I don't really see them improving because it is although it is almost a transfer window, so we're gonna see more of Zeha soon. I'm gonna go Burnley two, Palace one, and Zeha to score it. Oh, I was just about to say I reckon he's gonna score again because he's only just scored his first, so now he's gonna score, but it's gonna be in vain. Yeah. Oh, it's that, t- it's that time, isn't it, where he'll start picking up a good form just so he can get himself uh, ready for the transfer window. Yeah. yeah, that's what Calvin said, yeah. He's got to get himself shot window time so someone might spend £100 million on him. What a joke. <laughs> I mean, Zeha Harry Maguire was overpriced. Zeha for £100 million is so much more overpriced by, like, £60 million. <laughs> Yeah, easily. He's re- he's a lot older than people think he is as well. He's 27. Yeah. Well, you think that's been around for a while now. But that's why he feels so. like he, yeah. Uh, well, people don't no, think he's like Rashford and he's like 22. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's yeah. the difference though, is like, Zay has been around a little bit longer, but it feels like, you know, he, he seems like he's like, you know, Rashford's age when in reality, you know, he's, He's almost ready to be out the door. Yeah. Next. Yeah, is, he's meant to be at his peak now. But he's really not. 
Yeah, he can stay at his peak at Palace because I think that's about his level. Uh, next game, uh, London Derby. Chelsea versus West Ham. Gee, Tracy, what do you think is going to happen? He asked, I knowing the answer. I wonder if it might be my superstitious prediction of 2-1 Chelsea. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> Wow, my mind is blown. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure our podcast is just shock. <laughs> yeah, sorry. 2-1 Chelsea. Chair. Uh, Dan, are you going to copy Tracy? See, this is the thing. For, for about three, four weeks, I've been copying that 2-1 because I just got sucked into it. And... <laughs> I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break the cycle. Oh no! Bad times are coming. I'm breaking the cycle, and I've gone Chelsea five, West Ham one. (laughs) (laughs) I will love that. It's going to be my last game at the bridge until New Year because we are so busy. If we get if we get a five one out of that, I'll be well chuffed. I just, I was not expecting him to come up with 5-1 as him breaking the cycle. I was expecting like 3-0 or something and Dan just went for it. What he did was he thought I really need to do like a massive Calvin prediction right now to break Tracy's cycle of the only one goal in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be done. It has to be done. I thought that, I've, I've been thinking like Tracy with, um, going to Super Brew Pricks for at least four weeks. Then I've been, I need to be like Calvin. So that's the reason why that's the reason why I've gone five one. Alright. I'll let the last Chelsea supporter go too. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't go five uh, five one. I mean West Ham haven't won at Stamford Bridge since two thousand and two. But still I wouldn't say five one. I reckon three one. Because we're always likely to concede a goal. Well, we've got goals in us, 3-1. Yeah, I, I, Pellegrini's starting to feel the heat a little bit, too. Uh, so, I mean, depending on how your game goes, that could have an impact. But I'm going to go Chelsea 3, West Ham 2. Ooh, next game, Liverpool versus Brighton. <laughs> um, are are we gonna which which Brighton are we gonna see though? I guess is the question because are we gonna see the Brighton that went to Man, that came to Old Trafford and you know got pummeled, or are we gonna see the Brighton that is scoring like three goals in a game? I oh, think we're gonna see Brighton. <laughs> yeah, we're I gonna see the one that went to Old Trafford. I personally feel it doesn't matter what Brighton turn up. Liverpool are gonna beat them three one. Yeah. Wow. You think? Okay. <laughs> I have to score. I think, you know, I'm going to go, you know, if we could do as well as we did versus Brighton, I think Liverpool had to do better. So, because they're supposedly a better team. So I'm going to go with a 5-0 Liverpool win. There it is. There's the money shot. You're welcome, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I think 3-0 maybe. Yeah, 3-0. 3-0 Liverpool. 
I don't think they're playing particularly well, if I'm honest, but they seem to be getting the results. I don't even want to mention VAR because it upsets an awful lot of Liverpool fans. (laughs) I've been against it from the beginning, but um, (laughs) Brighton have got one of the worst away records in the Premier League. But I reckon 4-0. So big scorelines all around, Liverpool fans. Be excited. So take that, Ross. You can't say that JB is anti-Liverpool. Oh, look, don't, Ross will say it anyway. I'm about the most even-minded out of everyone <laughs> on there, but I'm the biased one. I don't care anymore. It's funny, though. All right. Uh, next up, Spurs versus Bournemouth. How's Jose going to do for his third game in charge? What do you think, Judy? Uh I think another win. And I think it will be 3... I don't know if it's 3-0 or 3-1, but I'll just go for 3-0. All right, Trace. Yeah, exactly the same. I think 3-0. I think... Uh, no, I'm going to change my mind. No, I'm not. Three nil. I think. Uh, no, I just thought I was thinking about them. Like, seems to be a trend to be conceding and then come back. Uh, so yeah, I am changing my mind. I think uh, it's going to be three one. I think Bournemouth are going to score first, and then Tottenham will just smash them. Right, Dan. What do you think about your what fourth favorite team? <laughs> I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Tottenham host Spurs two, Bournemouth nil. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, Bournemouth, I, they don't really seem to be at it lately, to be honest. I'm a little disappointed in them. Um, I'm going to go Spurs three, and I think that Bournemouth are actually going to get one goal, and it's going to be like a really, really ridiculous fluke of a goal. It needs to be a ridiculous fluke of a goal. I love watching those. Uh Final Saturday game is Saints versus Watford. Why do we keep getting these who will be relegated first games every weekend? I know, and it's a 5.30 kickoff, so that's just Saturday night right there. Well, that's how you done then, isn't it? Yeah, I might not even bother. Actually, I won't be be bothering. What am I talking about? I'm going to West Ham Chelsea, so I'll be in the pub. Uh, celebrating um, a five-one victory. That's what you'll be doing. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, Dan. All right. Uh, since Dan is so buoyant about uh, score lines, what do you think is going to happen in the race to relegation, Dan? Race to relegation <laughs> will give us a boring one-one draw. Ooh, rubbish. All right. Oh. Trace, you don't sound any more optimistic than Dan, really. No, I put exactly the same thing, and I think that's being really optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> it could be nil-nil for Christ's sake. I think it would be a draw either way. They'd both suck. But, yeah, I'm going 1-1. One, one. JB, are you going to be pro-Saints? Uh, I'd like to be. But they have, they, going back to stats, they have the worst. They have... Played six, drawn one, lost five at home. Um, I think Watford will win two one. 
Ooh, at least somebody's gonna win. Uh, yeah. I'm, oh, I hate this part because I don't really think that either team is gonna win. Uh, I'm just gonna go for the honest, boring, nil-nil draw because it's the last game of the day for some unknown reason, which was a terrible decision made by somebody at Sky Sports, probably. Yeah. Fired. Sorry about that, guys. That was my bad. <laughs> I, I honestly think it was it is a terrible decision, but you know what? We're all really down on it. It'll probably be an absolute cracker. It's probably gonna be three three now. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's a draw, we'll all get the right result. Yeah. Uh all right, so Sunday games we have uh there's some decent ones in there, sort of. Kind of. Yeah. I think so. Uh, First one up, uh, Wolves versus Sheffield United. I'll go first. I think Wolves are going to have a Europa League hangover, and Sheffield United are going to get lucky. So they're going to win 1-0. Ooh. Ah, you know, Sheffield had been playing really well. They showed grit against us. I think they're going to go at Chef, at Wolves like they did us. So I'm going to go uh, Sheffield United win. But, I, yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 for Sheffield United. What do you think, JB? Um, I think much the same. I think Sheffield United will win it by the odd goal. I think it'll be 2-1 because Jimenez is scoring goals for fun. But I just think Sheffield United, they'll be, they'll be knackered after Europa. And I think it'll be 2-1 Sheffield United. Yeah, I'm going to agree with JB there. I think I think it's going to be Nevers, though, and an absolute wonder goal. He seems to only ever score them. Um, but I think Sheffield United are going to win 2-1. And I do think that's because, actually, they're showing some real fight and desire. And... Uh, I think the Europa game will play a bit of a part in that. Sheffield United don't have that issue, so it gives them the impetus. Right. The other uh, earlier game for Sunday is Norwich versus Arsenal. Um, That's appropriate. We're going to go with that. We're going to call that the Kev Derby. Uh, El El Kevito. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> oh, this is going to oh. be a dilemma. I don't know how Kev is going to function today. I don't even know which which prediction will make him happy. Well, you know what? what? He's so he's so Emery out. I think he's uh, he's more than likely to be happy or claim he's happy if Norwich win. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, right. I think he's going to claim it either way. So, in honor of Kev, I'm going to go Norwich win 2-1. Uh, so, JB, are you going to – how are you going to go with El Kevico? Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Oh, yeah. Um, well, believe it or not, Norwich have won more games at home than Arsenal have won away this season. Um, I reckon it'll be 2 2. 
Well, I've oh. gone, I've gone for a draw of one-one because I just, I don't know, Arsenal don't see, Arsenal just seem to be in a bit of disarray, and I think it's the only a draw is the only scoreline that Kev can't defend one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Dan. If I get my facts right, which I don't seem to get them Probably right, not. Probably not, but I, apparently, I, I think I heard somewhere that Arsenal haven't won in the Premier League or anything like that for over 50 days. I don't know how true that is, so don't hold me on to that, but I think... We haven't that, won the last five. They haven't won in the Premier League since they beat Bournemouth 1-0 on the 6th of October. Wow. So that's about Wait. 50, yeah, it's about 50 days. So, yeah, it's my, got to be. Uh, well, I think that's going to break. And I think Norwich, poor old Norwich, they're going to lose. 2 1 Arsenal. Hmm. Hmm. So we're all across the board on that one, Kev. So you can't be mad at any of us because we're trying to make you happy. Oh, he'll find a way. <laughs> and we are calling it El Cavico, which is totally yeah. going to catch on. I can't wait, actually. Like that, that 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 is going to so be a thing. We kind of need Norwich to stay up to keep that running. Yeah, we do. Get it together, Norwich. Do it for Kev. Yeah, come on. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next game is the later game. Uh, Leicester versus Everton. Oh. Ah, Foxy. I don't think Foxy has anything to worry about. Oh, In I fact, I, I would go uh, Leicester 4, Everton nil. So funny. I've gone 3-0, and um, I genuinely just looked at that and didn't even think. <laughs> I was just like, Everton are that pants, and I cannot believe that Silva is still in a job. So, yeah, I think maybe Lester are going to put that nail in his coffin. Please do it, Lester. Do it for Keane. Do it for Keane. Yeah, I keep please. All right, JB. I'll tell you what, I can't even say that Lewis Keane's going to get hatched this week because I just think this is going to be an easy win and I'll go 3 0 as well. Right. Dan, are you going for a big scoreline for Leicester, or do you think that Everton have a prayer? I, I'm on your side, but I do. I, I think Leicester are going to be eating toffees uh, this Sunday. Um, oh, Fox is eating toffees. And I, do, I don't think it's going to. I, I think it's going to be close, but not as big. Obviously, as big as what you've done. I've just gone two-one Leicester. All right. But Jamie Vardy is going to be having a party. That's for sure on Sunday. So is Perez, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In fact, I think anyone going up against Everton this week is probably, they've they've got them at the right time. That is for sure. There's no fight. No. Our final game of the weekend is at Old Trafford, Manchester United versus Aston Villa. Is this one on Sky, do we know? Uh, I think it is. I'm not sure. Sorry, I'm just going to go and have a look. Yeah, I'm <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, it's not. It's the Leicester game. 
Okay, that's interesting. Silly Sky thinking that Everton were going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, it probably didn't help that they put Villa on yesterday. They probably couldn't have had him twice in a week. Boo. All right. Well, I am going to go with a 3-1 prediction, which is kind of my thing. What, you think uh, Aston going to win? It seems like it's going to ha- I think it's more likely to happen. Aston Villa's defense is – you can get through that pretty easily if you want to. And we're at Old Trafford, and we're going to have the crowd – on the, our side, so I think it'll happen. What do you think, Dan? <laughs> so, this is one of the fixtures I, lo- I like watching every time it comes on. I do love the Manchester United versus Aston Villa game because it always seems to bring up some fun, exciting thing that happens. But and you're a Villa fan. I'm actually. Yeah. I've actually gone in United's favour on this. <gasps> Damn, you've got against sure. your own team. <laughs> <laughs> I can't on? believe that. I can't believe it. He's gone against the villains. I think I do. I, I think Manchester United are going to get three points this weekend, and it is going to be Manchester United three, Aston Villa two. I accept that. You'd <laughs> accept it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, Trace? Yeah, I think it's going to be 2 0. I think, although uh, Villa won yesterday, I don't know. I've just got a feeling that they're just probably not going to do an awful lot at Old Trafford. And uh, United are going to keep with the, uh, with kind of the yo yo, yo yo effect that's going on at the minute. So I just think it's going to be a win. Well, we will have all of our first-team players, so there's that. Well, that's that's good, yeah. Yeah, I'd stick with that then. All right. Finish it off, JB. I'm going to finish it off with Manchester United 4, Aston Villa 1. <laughs> Is it going to be Jack Grealish that scores it? Yeah, I, I, I've got a funny feeling that he's going to have a very good game. But I just, man, you know, Aston Villa are the worst team away this season so far. So, as much as I think their position doesn't show how, how they've been doing, I just think they get tanked in this game. Yeah, I see that. So, that, actually, we did pretty good on predictions this week. We're mostly. There's a few that we're all in agreement on, but we're mostly kind of spread out. So, uh, you know, you can't blame us if we're wrong. Yeah, if anyone I mean, actually listens and believes us, they must be bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was doing re- – I did really well last week for some reason. So, you know, it is possible to listen to us and do reasonably well. It just doesn't seem to ever happen to the same person two weeks in a row. So I'll probably have a horrible week this week. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't even go back and look at what I did last week. I know I started well, and I think I really fell away. I just think I started badly and just got worse. <laughs> I don't really seem to at the moment, so... Oh, I've just checked. How am I clinging on to first? This is absolutely ridiculous. I am literally up? clinging. Yeah, I am literally clinging, to be fair. Uh, Foxy oh, no. had a bad week last week. 
That's the thing is that I, I've been looking at it literally. There's zero point five points between um, Trace and uh, I think it's Russ. No, it's not Russ, is it? Or Nathan? Nathan, yeah. Yeah, there's only zero point five, but between myself being in fifth and Trace, there's at least eight point five points there. But girl, that bloody Devon Scalsa. <laughs> He's overthrown uh-huh. our Foxy. We can't have this. Come on, Foxy. Just ignore all of us and do your own thing. Should I, I've just, I've just gone on to Super Six, and guess which mug didn't predict any games. Who? Me. When? <laughs> Tonight. The day. Yeah, I, I completely oh. forgot. I was reminding everyone about Super Brute and forgot about Super Six, which now means that somebody called LMC is top of Super Six. Am <laughs> <laughs> I really? Yeah, top. Get in there. Yes. I'm so happy about that because I missed that week. And so now I feel like we're back even and it's a fair contest. So I'm really happy about this. Yeah, you got 13 points tonight. I got what? You run tough on both. Fucking get in there. <laughs> Honestly, you've got 13 points tonight, and you're now a point ahead of me. Oh, see, I do feel like it's even now, because I was properly gutted that I missed the other week. I'm so happy about that. It is only a point, though. It is only a point. And also, because um, well, before tonight's one, it was me, me and um, Dennis. The top two, both of us forgot to predict. Oh. Honestly, there's a whole list of people on. And now the bloody Devon Scouts is getting up there again. Yeah. <laughs> I feel honestly, there's a theme. There's a whole list of people on zero points. Six people. Me? Well, uh, there's myself, there's Dennis, there's a Daniel Wilkes who didn't predict. Oh. Hi guys, all fun Super Six. I, I, I just want to be. I just want to get Super Bro. You didn't even. even start. To be fair, Dan, I don't think you started. You've got in total for this season. Where are you? Oh no, you did. No, I you started didn't. it, but then I thought, no, I'm putting all my concentration into the uh, Super Bro, and I've completely put Super Six aside. And thought, no, can't do that. Not gonna no, you've, just, you've just shown that you can't even multitask now. No, I can't. <laughs> oh, this, the end of this podcast has got very sidetracked. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> my phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. And our, we got to have a proper Chelsea and Manchester United podcast here with two games. So, And they were very good games, to be fair. Unless you were a Chelsea fan, you know, then not so much. But... That was for you, Dan. Uh, we will hear, we will talk to you guys later. Who wants to say goodnight? Other than not I, Tracy. Not me. Well, I'll say oh. goodnight, even if nobody else is. Goodnight, everyone. Oh, Alrighty. Dan, Dan's playing hard to get. Yeah, he's still doing it. Dan's actually fallen off the planet.
<laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Bye, Dan. <laughs>